Welcome in, everybody. Free NFL Bets. My name is Eric, the host. We have made it. I have success. Uh, you know what? Sorry, let's take a little bit of time to toot my own horn. I've made it. I only missed one week, week 15, I believe, on the podcast, and I had COVID that week. It's the wild card round, and I am amped up, ready to go. Now, to start us off, I want to go with a couple of bit of uh, trends and some analytics uh, of the wild card weekend. If you don't want to listen to it, I'll try to be five minutes or less. Um, I went a little long last week, so I'll try to be five minutes. So scroll ahead, five minutes. You want to get right to my picks, right to my uh, hunches, and we'll go from there. All right, so let's go over some trends real quick. So if you've listened to a lot of betting uh, syndicates and experts and, you know, people, people have been doing this a long time. They know that the last 10 years and sometimes 20 years, you go back and this is an underdog round, right? But this is the only second time, second year, where we've had six games on wildcard weekend. Normally, it's only four. So the sample size is going to grow. And I've done the due diligence. I've went back the last 10, uh, maybe 12 or 13 seasons in the wildcard round. I've looked at each year. And kind of observed, you know, all the teams at that time and the matchups, because it's kind of a relatively small sample size. I mean, fifty games. It's not. It's not huge. You know, it's not like a huge number to pull from. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, when you're <laughs> when the underdogs are hitting it almost like a seventy percent clip. I mean, yeah, that is that's pretty alarming. You know, that's something something you need to take notice of. Um, and that's been kind of. The trend. So let, let me go over it really quickly. Um, home teams favored by 10 or more points. So this only applies to Kansas City against Pittsburgh. Uh, they're 5-0 and against the spread in the history of the wild card round. And since 2011, double-digit favorites are 7-1 and against the spread. So sorry, I'm reading from uh, uh, edge.twinspires.com. Um, so I don't know why that kind of contradicts itself right there. But anyways, 10 points or more you're probably going to cover. I know it's only eight-game sample size, but uh, that's kind of the way it's been going so far. And let's keep it going with um, expect an upset or two. So that's the next headline that they have. And at least one underdog has won a wild-card round game outright 12 out of the past 14 seasons. So most likely, one of these underdogs is going to win this weekend. Home favorites of seven points or fewer are only 14 and 28 against the spread since 2003. So only 14 home favorites of seven points or fewer have covered since 2003. And to take that a little bit further... 90% of the teams, it's like 87, 88%, 88 or 87% of the teams that win in wild card weekend cover the spread. So that's a little bit more up from the regular season. So in the regular season, teams that win cover the spread around 80, 82% of the time. So it goes up around 5% even 7% to almost 90% of the time that if you win in the wild card round, you're going to cover the spread. So what does that mean? That means a lot of up, that means a lot of dogs have been winning. That's, that's what that means. So 
keep that in mind this weekend. Um, you know, does Vegas know this? I'm sure they know this. Of course they know this. The, the books, I mean. Um, yeah, they've got to know this. So maybe you see a little bit of uh, shading to the dogs, trying, for pe- trying to get people to get dog money, um, knowing that they're keeping a little bit short, and really this is a spot to hit the favorite. Who knows? Who knows, guys? Um, maybe there will be a trend where favorites uh, will start winning in this round, and I don't know. I mean, with that seven seed sneaking in, that seven versus uh, two seed matchup, maybe that's the matchup where there's just huge, huge uh, covers all the time. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, the next trend are unders. Well, actually, let's, let's keep it the road teams. It's kind of like the dogs. Um, road teams last eight seasons are 22 and 11 against the spread in wildcard games. Um, oh, here's one. Home favorites facing division opponents since 2003 are only 3 and 9 against the spread. So that uh, relates to New England and Buffalo. So that's something to keep in mind if, if you feel like you have a good lean on New England. That favors you. And now let's go to the unders. Uh, the unders. The season's been an under season. 141 out of, uh, well, 141 unders to 109 overs this season. In the wild card rounds, since 2002, unders have cashed 46 and 31. I, for, I think that's 58% of the, 59% of the time. Uh, let me do the quick math real quick. 46 and 31. 46 plus 31, 77. 59%, almost 60%. So 60% of the time, unders have cashed in the wild card round since 2002. The past four years, it's been 12 and 6, so 66%. Um, of the last 30 wild card games with totals of 44 or higher, the unders 21 and eight. So I think every single game this weekend has a total of over 44. Uh, it pretty much does. Uh, New England's at 44. New England Buffalo's at 44 on the dot. So that's something to keep in mind right there as well. Oh, yeah, 44 or higher. So everything is that. So the unders hit 21 and eight. I mean, gosh, guys, that's that's the last 30 wildcard games. Now I went back, everybody. Okay, so that's all. That's all the trends that I have. Um, that's all the trends that I have that I feel of significant value. Now I went through everybody. I went through the last tw- like 13, 13 seasons, and I looked at the wild card round, and the unders were no shocker. The unders were not a shock at all. I mean, I don't think they were crazy explosive teams and I also think that they had that I think that these lines go up because in the playoffs I'm sure there's a lot of recreational money and I'm sure that that total gets driven up in a lot of cases and I bet there's a lot of hooks Um, I know there's a lot of high scoring so if you want to tease over unders like I do a lot I still think you're okay this weekend to do that if you want to tease say the Rams and the Cardinals over and you want to get them to 39 and a half and pair them with Tampa and Kansas city to win, then I think you're okay there. Um, there's been teams that have gotten into the twenties and the thirties and there's been some shootouts too. I mean, every year 
it looks like there's a couple of games or just one game that flies over the total. So keep that in mind as well. Okay, we're at the eight-minute mark. Enough with the trends and analysis. Let's get to what I'm thinking about for this week's wildcard matchup. Let's start with the first game. Las Vegas at Cincinnati. The total currently is at 49, 48 and a half, and the spread's at minus five and a half at most places. Um, let me see. I think the weather will be okay. I think that winter storm is going to miss Cleveland. While I'm looking that up, I'll continue with this. The biggest thing that I found in Cincinnati is every time that they had a big win, the following week, except for one week, um, but the following week, they didn't show up. Okay? So let me talk talk you through it here. So Cincinnati, uh, their first big win of the season, I'll count it as Pittsburgh. Um the third week of the season. Well, actually, no, 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 no. Let's, let's just start from the beginning. They beat Minnesota at home. That's a big win for them. I mean, this is a team that's lost a lot of games. No one thought they were going to win more than seven games this year. First game of the season, Minnesota, they win in overtime. Next week, they lose at Chicago. And they're pretty much down the entire game. Then their next big win, they beat at Pittsburgh in week three. That's a big win for Cincinnati then. They almost lose to Jacksonville on Thursday night. They did not respond well to that win. Okay, next big win, week number seven against Baltimore. That was at Baltimore. They thumped them 41-17. What did they do the next week? They lost to the Jets. Remember that? Cincinnati losing to the Jets had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter or something like that. Okay. Then they come from the bye week. So this is their only good win where they do it two weeks in a row, in my opinion. They beat Las Vegas at Las Vegas. Then they come back at home and beat the Steelers. Okay? I think that's the only time where they uh, rebounded well from a big win. Because then you go to their other wins. Denver, I don't count that as a big win. Baltimore at home, I don't count that as a big win. Um, you know, those two teams aren't very good down the stretch. So then they just beat Kansas City. So this is what I'm getting at, uh, friends. Kansas City was a huge win for them. And now last week they took off, basically. No, none, none of the starters really played, you know, and they lost. But, you know, that's not the response. The response is going to be this week. This week. So are they going to respond well to their big win against Kansas City? The trends have said no this season, that they have not been able to do it. Now, is Las Vegas capable of, of pulling the upset here? Absolutely. They're live. They're for sure live in this one. Um, will they actually do it? Who knows? I'm not going to bet this game, probably. I'm probably just going to be a spectator in this one. Because my hunch is that Cincinnati wins this game. And the trends for like the past 20 seasons have said... Whoever wins the game, 88 to 90% of the time, covers the spread. And do I really think Cincinnati's going to win by more than five? I don't know. I really do not know, friends. I have no idea. Um, and 
really, Las Vegas, they had a great first half of the season before their bye week. But after the bye week, they did nothing. Um, They beat Dallas at Dallas. And I'll get to Dallas in a second on Thanksgiving. That's a huge win for them. Then after that, they lose to Washington at home. Then they get thumped by Kansas City. Then they win on Monday night at Cleveland. Right? That's the COVID game. They move that out. And I think Nick Mullins started at quarterback for Cleveland. And they won on a last-second field goal. They really shouldn't have won that game. And Cleveland, I mean, they're, they're an okay team. But, you know, they didn't, they didn't do that well down the stretch this year either. And that's when they played them. And they beat Denver at home. And that was with Drew Lockett quarterback. So they took care of business there. Then they went on the road at Indianapolis. That was a big win. That's a great win. Um, but we kind of see Indianapolis. We kind of see Carson Wentz. The GM, Chris Ballard, for the Colts came out and, and kind of didn't give Carson Wentz the okay, like, hey, you're going to be the quarterback next year. And he kind of felt like it was a mistake, honestly, um, getting Carson Wentz. So then last week, Los Angeles. I mean, the Chargers lost to Houston when they needed to win. Like, is is the, are the Chargers really a good team? I don't know. I mean, they had moments this year, this season, but I don't know, guys. I don't know. The bottom line is what I'm saying is <clears throat> with both of these teams, whenever and, – and they already played this season, right? And that was at Las Vegas, and Cincinnati thumped them, kind of. They pretty much controlled the entire game. So – that's a tough game to pick, guys. I'm going to sit that one out. Um, earlier in the week, I actually really liked Las Vegas plus six and a half, and I thought I was going to play it because I thought they could cover it. But, I mean, it just kind of goes back to that theory, guys. Like, if you think the team's going to win, then they're going to cover the spread most likely during this round. And do I think Las Vegas is going to win? No, I, I, I think Cincinnati's going to pull it out. I think they're finally going to have a, a strong bounce-back game after a big win. I think Joe Burrow is ice cold in his veins, and he lives for big moments like this, and, and they're at home, and they always play really well at home except for their big loss to the Chargers. Um, I, I think Cincinnati's going to win. Over-unders at 48-49. I think it's going to go under. Both of these defenses are a little bit underrated. And I think the playoffs, teams get up. They're going to kind of get conservative, try to control the game. Um, both these teams can run the ball well at times this season. And, yeah, we'll leave it at there. Player prop-wise, I really don't have a good lean on it either. Oh, sorry. I was looking up the weather this entire time, guys, and I just totally got off on the tangent there. Um so let's see. The weather on Saturday is going to be fine. It's going to be cold. That's what it's going to be. Um, but it's not going to be... Oh, yeah, there's going to be wind. Sustained winds of 9, 10 miles per hour. Wind gusts at 20 miles per hour. It's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be awful. Okay, let's go to the next game. New England at Buffalo. Buffalo currently is minus four-point favorites. The over-under is steady Eddie at 44. It looks like no one's really touched the over-under there. Um, I think there could be some weather there, too. So let me look that up just quickly here. Um, while I'm doing that, this game is really probably the most interesting game of the week. 
probably, probably more than San Francisco, Dallas, and probably more than Arizona and Los Angeles. Um, sorry, I forgot to mention that trend of the three and nine home favorites divisional uh, facing division opponent. That that applies to Los Angeles and Arizona too. So if you like Arizona, uh, there's a trend that supports it. Saturday, ooh, it's going to be 11 degrees on Saturday. My goodness, that's cold. Four degrees at kickoff. Jeez. 12-mile-per-hour wind gusts, so pretty much no wind. Seven miles per hour wind. I mean, for Buffalo, it's considered not really a lot of wind. So no weather concerns for this game. <clears throat> um, but it's going to be cold. <laughs> it's going to be cold. And what do we know about outdoor games in the cold? They usually go under. I lean this game to go under. Um, I think both defenses and both coaches play conservative and want to win a close, tight game. Well, who does that favor exactly? Now, this is, I, I kind of looked, I went through all the teams' past schedules, and this is what I found with each team. Uh, Buffalo and New England do not have a good win. They really don't. Buffalo's best win is at Kansas City in week five. Other than that, they literally don't have a good win except against New England. That's it. They beat Miami twice when Miami was figuring out, you know, who they were and they were bad and they weren't playing good football. They beat Washington and Houston. Then they beat the Jets after they lost to the Jaguars. Then they beat the Saints. On Thanksgiving, when the Saints didn't have Taysom Hill, and the Saints were a mess. And then they beat Carolina. Carolina was a mess. Then they beat the Falcons at home and the Jets at home. I mean, guys, they literally only beat Kansas City and New England. And and look, I know that they lost to Tennessee on Monday night, and they should have beat the Titans then, and the Steelers were the first game of the season. I get that. But you lose to the Colts at home, 41-15. to you know, that's awful. And they're kind of like Cincinnati. They have not responded well this year when they've won big against a good opponent. They beat the Chiefs, and they lose to the Titans the next week. They come off the bye week after they lost to the Titans, and then they beat the Dolphins, which isn't a good win. I mean, a big win, but, I mean, I mean, they wanted to win after that. The following week, they lose at the Jags. Then they bounce back against the Jets. Then they get thumped against uh, the Colts at home. I mean, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? Same thing with the Saints. Then they come home and they lose that, you know, blizzard, really windy game against Buffalo. I mean, you can kind of throw that out. But then they really get controlled at Tampa. And they come back and they almost win that game. But Tampa was in control pretty much the entire game. And then they played nobodies. Okay, so you could say Atlanta... They responded after they beat New England. Okay, they responded once the entire season, pretty much. That's really what you can say out of this. And Atlanta and the Jets, they needed to win those games, pretty much to get into the playoffs. They had to win those games. So, I don't know, guys. And then same with New England. Let's look at New England's schedule. New England started out the gate slow. Um, they went 2-4. and four, And they almost went 1-4. and four. Because they almost lost to the Texans on the road. Uh, then they won a big game at the Chargers. That's like their best win. Because they beat the Jets, Houston, and the Jets. And then they beat the Chargers. Then they beat 
the Panthers, the banged-up Cleveland Browns at home. They thumped them. And they played at Atlanta. Atlanta's bad. Then they played Tennessee at home. And Tennessee doesn't have Big Henry. And Tennessee's been up and down down the stretch. And they beat Buffalo in a blizzard game. They lose to Indianapolis. Everything went against them that game. But still, they lost to them. They lost to Buffalo at home. That was a big game for them. They needed to win that game. Um, and then Jacksonville. They lost. Uh, they beat Jacksonville 50 to 10. It was Jacksonville at home. And then they lost to Miami. So, I mean, guys, they haven't beaten anybody either. Um, you know, that's that's what I'm saying out of all this. I mean, they haven't – both these teams really haven't beaten anybody significant or consistently except for Buffalo. Um, that's it. So this minus four point spread in the low total, it's like points are at a premium. It's – I mean, who are you going to take? You're going to take Buffalo – who last year lost in the conference championship game, and Stefan Diggs is looking out the tunnel at Kansas City celebrating. And, you know, the year before that, they lost to uh, the Texans in the wild card round when they were leading the entire game pretty much. And then, so they've been climbing, right? They've been climbing. Um, are they going to regress? Because some of these teams that make it to the conference championship game or the divisional round, they lose the next year in the wild card round. Um, you know, the only wrinkle in this is Bill Belichick. If Bill Belichick wasn't the coach for the Patriots and it wasn't the Patriots, this would be a Buffalo Bills smash spot. So you almost kind of have to take him out of it. But you can't. I mean, you just can't. So bottom line is this, guys. I'd lean Buffalo to win. And I don't love it. I don't love it because it's a low point total, so points are at a premium, and it's only minus four. I could see Buffalo winning by just three. I could see Buffalo winning by two. I could see them winning by one. Um, you know, just a weird score, and it comes down to, like, a really close game. Both coaches seem like they, they're comfortable trying to win a close game. Um, the weather's not going to be a factor in this one, it looks like, so... I don't know, guys. I really don't know. Is Buffalo going to push the pace? Is Josh Allen going to be legit? I mean, Josh Allen, when when he beat New England at New England, he was going to the tunnels like, they don't know who the F I am. They don't, they don't know who the F I was. Like, he was talking big trash. He was talking big trash. So it's almost kind of like I, I correlate it to Lamar Jackson's MVP season when they were calling him Big Trust, Big Trust. And then he couldn't even win the playoff game. Or what they beat, um, I don't know. They they didn't beat. They didn't win their playoff game. Lost like the Chargers or something at home, or maybe that was his rookie season or something. I don't know. He hasn't been good in the playoff, guys. That's bottom line. And so I kind of look at at this like there's a lot of noise around Josh Allen. There's a lot of people saying. I mean, a lot of great football players saying, "Hey, this guy's legit. This guy's it." Well, if you're legit. You got to win at home uh, against a rookie quarterback. Like you got to big boy him. You got you got to you got to put points up on the board. You got to be spectacular, like you were in New England. That's how you got to be this week. I think he responds to the call. I think the Bills win, and if you like that, then they're probably going to cover the spread. So that's that's my hunch on it. The over under. I mean, there's no weather condition factors, guys. I kind of like this to go over. I kind of, I like Buffalo to get to 
I don't know. I, I don't know because I feel like if, team, if they get up, they're going to rely on their defense and kind of control the game. I, I don't know, guys. Over un, Unders are strong plays in the wild card round. I don't see a ton of points. I guess I would lean under in that one. So Bills and under, I'll go with that. Let's keep this train moving right along to the next game, Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Um, Philadelphia, let's just keep this short and sweet. The weather in this game is going to be weird, everybody. Um, not very like Tampa weather in January. It's supposed to be very windy and very rainy in Tampa at 1 o'clock on Sunday. So now we're going to the Sunday games. Um... And yeah, the line's minus eight and a half for Tampa, Philadelphia's, and Tampa's un, over-unders at 45 and a half, 46. And gosh, sorry guys, this weather app is awful. Let me see here. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, Tampa, Florida. Okay, for some reason I'm not having Tampa Bay in there. It's just Tampa. Okay, let me see Sun Saturday. Oh, Sunday. Okay, Sunday during the day. Yeah, guys, sustained winds at 20 miles per hour. Are you kidding me? Wind gusts up to 40 miles per hour. They're basically going to be playing in a tropical storm. Um, oh, gosh, these are thunderstorms. Maybe this game gets delayed a little bit. That's interesting. Maybe it gets delayed a little bit because it's going to be thunderstorms. I mean, you can't play in lightning. So I don't know. We'll keep uh, we'll keep an eye on this because at the nighttime, the the winds are still sustained at twenty miles per hour. So there's going to be wind in this game, guys. Um, not that that necessarily hampers Philadelphia because they just run the ball nonstop. Um, but I will say this: Leonard Fournette's coming back for Tampa Bay. They have Le'Veon Bell. Ronald Jones is doubtful. Um, you really need Leonard Fournette in this game, right? I mean, you can't just rely on Le'Veon Bell, who's been on the team for two weeks. And then Tom Brady throwing in a 20-mile-per-hour winds. I mean, he's used to it. He's from the Northeast. He knows what throwing in the wind is like, right? He knows it. He's very familiar with it. So there's that. Um, but there could also be a wet ball. That means a lot of turnovers. Bottom line is this, guys. I'll keep this brief. It's a squirrely game. It, the weather is turning this game into a squirrely game. Now, hopefully they just delay it, and then the game starts at, like, 4 o'clock, and the thunderstorms are gone. But the wind's not going anywhere. Um, that wind's going to be kind of an issue, guys. You can't, I mean, you saw the Buffalo-New England game. New England didn't throw in that game uh, because of the, of the wind was that bad. And if the wind's that bad in this one, I don't know, guys. I, I, w- I would lean to that under right now. 46? I would lean to the under. I mean, it's scary because Tampa at home, they put up points like it's nobody's business. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't see Tampa losing this. I, they'll find a way to win this one, guys. It might not be pretty, just like when they went over the Jets. It might not be pretty. It might be crazy. Um, them covering this point spread, I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant with that. Um, I don't know. Uh, that run defense is back. It's back healthy. Levante David's supposed to be back this week. Jason Pierre-Paul supposed to be back this week. Shaq Barrett, I believe, is supposed to be back this week. They're, they should be okay. So they should be able to, to stop Philadelphia's run this week. 
Um, yeah, I mean, guys, I'd lean Tampa to cover win for sure. And for it to go under, let's move on. San Francisco, Dallas is the next game on Sunday at 430. Dallas is the same situation. So there's no weather factor in this game. Um, it's indoors. It's at Dallas. So the point spreads at minus three over unders at 50 and a half, 51. It's kind of split right there. 51 is a key number. Remember that now. Let's look at these schedules, guys. Dallas has not beaten anybody. Friends, I looked at their schedule and I was like, gosh, they have not beaten anybody. And when they've stepped up in class, they got their butts whooped. Except for when they beat New England at New England, pretty much. I mean, you can you can give the Chargers... Uh, um, they beat the Chargers second week of the season. That, that was a good win. That was a good win for them. But other than that, they beat Philly when Philly was bad early in the season. They beat Carolina. They beat the Giants at home. All three of those were home games. They throttled them. They were lesser opponents. Then they uh, went on the road and beat Minnesota. That's a good win. Okay, I'll give that to them. But then they lose the next week against Denver. Then when they play Kansas City, they lose. Then they play Las Vegas at home, they lose. Their last five wins, guys, were against New Orleans when New Orleans had a hobble Taysom Hill. Then they beat Washington twice and the Giants. Those two teams are bad. Then they beat Philly last week, and that didn't mean anything. And they lost to Arizona at home the week before that. So, guys, whenever they stepped up in class, they lost to Tampa Bay in the beginning of the season. They literally only stepped up class twice and won. Or played somebody at their level. That was the Chargers in New England early in the season. And, I mean, you could throw in Minnesota too, I guess. But Minnesota's not really at that level that New England and the Chargers are. Um, other than that, guys, they lost to Kansas City and Las Vegas. And they didn't play in, in Arizona when Arizona hasn't been playing well. And they haven't beaten anybody. So, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't trust Dallas this week at all. Now let's look at San Francisco. They're the opposite, right? They they struggled out the gate this year. Uh, they really should have beat. Okay, they really should have beat Green Bay. Let's kind of give credit there. They really should have beat Green Bay. I mean, honestly, they're up two points with like forty seconds left. Okay, and Green Bay had like one timeout. They they should have beaten. They should have won that game, guys. They should have won that one. Um. Then they lose to Seattle and Arizona. Then they lose to the Colts after the bye week and at Monsoon. Um, then they lose to Arizona again at home against Colt McCoy. That one was a awful loss. But then they got hot, guys. Then they went on their run, right? They beat Los Angeles at home, the Rams. That's a huge win, that right of the ship. Then they beat the Minnesota at home when Minnesota was, was catching fire. Okay, they lost to Seattle at Seattle, uh, but then they followed up with a huge win at Cincinnati in overtime. Then they lost to Tennessee a couple weeks later on Thursday Night Football, bad scheduling spot, and Tennessee just always plays well at home in primetime for whatever reason. And then they beat the Rams on the road last week in dramatic fashion. So, I mean, gosh, guys, you're telling me Dallas is a minus three-point favorite in this one? I'm not buying it. Um, and I know it's just because of the way San Francisco's looked, but they have won closer games against better opponents consistently the last 10 weeks of the season, and Dallas has not. So, 
Oh wow, there's a three and a half out there. I see. Man, I'm I might want to play that now, guys. I I don't know, but there's just there's been a lot of talk of there's gonna be Dallas money coming in on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold Pat. This is gonna be my upset that I'm gonna pick for the week. I know it's kind of square. Uh, from so I've heard, it's kind of a public dog, as they say. But it just makes too much sense. I mean, everybody's healthy for San Francisco. Everybody's healthy for Dallas too, by the way, except for Keanu Neal. He might not play. I think he plays. But I like San Francisco to go in and win. They pretty much have a lot of the core key players from that Super Bowl run a couple two seasons ago. And I think they just have the makeup. And they've won close games against good teams. They know how to do it. They've done it recently. So Dallas hasn't. Dallas just blown people out. They're not going to blow San Fran out. I don't see that. Um, the over-unders at 15.5. I also really like teasing this over. I think both teams get to 20. I think the winner's going to have at least 24 points. Um, I think worst-case scenario is like 24-17. That would be the worst score. So if I can get 41s, 41's a key number, too. If I can get 40-and-a-half, 41, I'd probably tease down 10 points to 40-and-a-half. I like that a lot, guys. I like that a lot. I think that one's going to be a high-scoring game. Or at worst, it's going to be a good-scoring game. Both teams will we'll put two or three touchdowns on the board. I feel pretty good about that. Um, let's see, guys. Next game. Let's keep this one quick. I'm a Steelers fan, by the way. Uh, really happy Ben. Ben's last game of his career will be in the playoffs and most likely at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. So the line's at minus 12.5. Over-unders 46.5. I like the over, guys. That's one of the games I really like the over. I think Pittsburgh can sneakily hang in this game. Um, I think they can. It's going to be a cold one. There's going to be snow earlier in the day or the day before, so the, the field should be cleared by then. And, yeah, Pittsburgh's healthy. Everyone's healthy uh, for both teams, for that matter. Um. I don't know. Maybe the under's going to hit. I don't know, guys. The over-unders this week are really tricky just because it's the wild card round and unders have been hitting, even though there's some high-scoring offenses in this round, this this go-around, um, which could skew the data. So I don't know. Maybe the trend Maybe the trend starts now, guys. Maybe you want to get ahead of the trend and, and, you, and there's a lot of value there with the low totals and, you know, hop in and, and take the over there. But uh, Kansas City at minus 12 and a half. I mean, I I think they cover, guys. I think they win and they cover. I mean, you heard that trend that I said in the beginning of the show that double-digit favorites um, cover 7-1. and one. I know it's only eight games, an eight-game sample size, but these teams usually just take care of business. And Kansas City's kind of had a scare last week against Denver. I mean, not, not that it really mattered. I mean, it mattered for seeding, but that was it. Um Kansas City's going to, I think they're going to come out. They want to win this game, and they want to win kind of comfortably. I think they're going to put together a good game. Now, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, 
I don't know. That offense, it all depends on that offense. Can they throw the ball and keep up and maybe get a backdoor cover? Maybe they're down 20 or 19 or 17 and they get a touchdown late. Because Kansas City will give it up now. They'll give it up. Um, and it's Big Ben's last game, so he doesn't want to get embarrassed. He's going to play hard to the very last whistle. Um, I could see Pittsburgh covering, guys. I really could. Um I'm not going to play that one, though, guys. I'll probably lean teasing Kansas City down to, like, minus 6.5 and, and, or maybe minus 2.5 and, and, and roll with them on a three-team three teaser. Um, that's all I got for that one, guys. I, actually, I do like that over 36.5. I, I had to touch on that, guys. 36.5. I mean, I think Kansas City is getting the 27. I think easily the Pittsburgh would get the 10. I actually like that, guys. I actually like teasing that. Uh, 46 and a half down to 36 and a half. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Uh, let's get to the last game. Monday night football. First time ever uh, games on Monday night. Arizona at the Rams. Point spreads minus four. And totals at 49, 49 and a half. I like the Rams. Obviously, because Arizona has not played well down the stretch. Um, they say they're better on the road. So why did they lose to Detroit? Who knows? <laughs> but literally, that's their only road loss of the season. I'm pretty sure about that. Arizona and Los Angeles have put up points like their last four meetings that they played each other. So maybe this is the one that goes flying over the total. Maybe this is the game. Controlled environment. Um, last game of, this, of, the, of the week. Um... Both are, have offensive-minded head coaches, aren't afraid to take chances. I could see points in this one, definitely. Uh, it's below 51, which is a key number. Yeah, I could see it, guys. I could see this going over. Um, A.J. Green's back for Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins is not. Um, James Conner might not be. So, I don't know. There's some stuff to look for, look with Arizona. But bottom line is this. Los Angeles, I know they haven't played the best down the stretch but they have won some games and they've won more meaningful games than Arizona has in the last six weeks seven weeks and so I'm just going to ride that thunder with with the Rams I think they cover I think the minus four I think they do cover and now it'll be interesting to kind of look back at at the rest of the games kind of see how it's going um you know if it hasn't been an upset yet maybe that's the upset um Maybe it's not. In 2016, there were no underdogs that won. So maybe this is just a favorite week. Who knows? Who knows? Each game is its own game. You can't just hammer Arizona because there weren't there wasn't an upset yet. That's not how it works, guys. Um, but I don't know. I mean, keep it keep it in the back of your mind. You may may make a small play if that's the case. But um, I like Arizona to lose. I think that Kyler Murray's first playoff game. Um, Matt Stafford's played in the playoffs. Aaron Donald has. Von Miller's on their team, remember. Um, Odell Beckham's played in the playoffs before. Cooper Cup has been to a Super Bowl. Sean McVay has. I mean, it's just, there's a lot going on and a lot going for the Rams. I, and they kind of have this bigger expectation that, hey, we got Matt Stafford. You know, we're really keen eyeing the Super Bowl this year. And so... I just, I like, the more I keep talking about it, I can't, sorry guys, I know the underdogs have a really good trend in the um, wild card round, but 
I'm not buying it this that game. I like the Rams. I like the Rams to win. And so that's it, everybody. So for all my official plays, follow me at Twitter uh, at Free NFL Bets. So that's where I will be releasing all of my plays. Free NFL Bets. Um, probably be releasing them Saturday, maybe Friday night. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, please rate the show if you enjoyed it. Share it on social media. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Um, I've been very consistent the last seven, eight weeks of the regular season. Um, been winning consistently. So I feel really good. I probably only have a couple of plays this week, but they'll be good ones, and I'll feel really good about them. So thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you in the divisional round.